the race coming up to, to finish with the time and another respectable thing here for the 90-year-olds No idea, and goodness me, this is Tyler Yonke, the Between Two Wheels Podcast, episode 225. Today, American Mateo Jorgensen speaks the truth. Does Quinn Simmons, though? Results from the Des Alps UAE tour. We have some classics, some things that make him go from the ride of the week, and COVID does what other riders can't. It eliminates Matthew Vanderpoel from a race. It's Monday, March 21. No. 20. It's March 1st. What, what, what's going on here? I'm banged up. That's that's the news of the day. I, uh, I had a wreck this weekend. Uh, bike wreck. Those things happen. Some crossed wheels. Uh, went down pretty hard. Destroyed my front wheel. Interesting. I just, this was Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I, uh, Friday night, I actually had got new bar tape. I meticulously put it on the bike. I put on a new, a uh, front new wheel that I had barely been using. I got it this summer. And uh, then <laughs> proceeded to destroy both of them going down Saturday, hit my head pretty good, ruined the helmet and uh, that body is okay. It's banged up, bruised here and there. You know, those things happen. The worst part was I was out quite a ways from home and uh, had to have my wife come get me. Uh, and that was a little bit of pain. You can see here a little bit of bruising, little, little marks up on my elbow, the hip and some other spots. But uh, I think I'm okay. Uh, the head, the back, the worst part was kind of hitting the back of the head on the ground. The helmet took the brunt, did its job. Uh, but it uh, it also caused me to have a little issue with my uh, neck. So a little whiplash in the, in the neck. Uh, but, you know, we're all good. We're, we're making life uh, doable. So let's talk about bike racing. Maybe it's the reason why. And plus, I'm just really busy with work right now. So um, maybe this is exactly why I haven't really been uh, doing the podcast, but we'll get back into it. I hope you enjoyed the last one. We do have over 300 subscribers now on YouTube. Appreciate that. Uh, and I would also want to thank Rob Dalto of Tour Breakaway podcast coming on last time. I think you guys enjoyed that. I had really good positive comments for that. Maybe maybe you like Rob better than me. That's perfectly fine. Uh, I enjoyed him as well. Dude does know his stuff. Uh, as Brian Zimney pointed out, uh, really well knowledgeable person for not uh, having raced himself. Yes, he does know his things. He's a big fan. And I think that's, you know, that's really kind of the thing that we come out with with um, the podcast itself is how big of a fan are you? And being a big fan oftentimes really relates to being able to give good content. And uh, just being able to be, you know, digging for those nuggets. And, and Rob definitely does it. So, yeah, check out his podcast. I think he just did uh, an interview with Will Barta of EF uh, Nipo. So check that out. Um, Rob Delto, cycling podcast, uh, tour breakaway podcast. And that was episode 224. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Mateo Jorgensen, American on Movie Star. He crashed on stage three of the La Provence. Uh, but more importantly, he said disc brakes are definitely more dangerous than rim brakes. Rim brakes. I don't know if that's uh, necessarily all that true, but um, it was. Uh, he was taken out by a roadside spectator on that third stage, and then stage four. He was actually hanging up with the big guys uh, on the climb there before Sosa, uh, Bernal, and Alaphilippe detonated everybody. And uh, well, poles. You know, well, poles kind of got it back in the mix there, but. Um, didn't really help the situation. So Mateo says rim brakes are, are more dangerous. You know, Chris Froome comes out and says, eh, they're not the, the be all end all. I don't know what's driving the disc brake rim brake uh, division here. Is it um, industry or is it riders? And my, my 
thinking is it's probably industry. So I don't know that all the riders are really interested in riding disc brakes as much. Um, you know, people that ride them, they love them. So I don't know what the real problem is. And especially when, you know, some of these guys are riding heavy bikes, you know, look for the most part, the bikes are getting down to the weight, They're all that weight limit or under. So it really doesn't matter. I think the biggest problem you have with, with, um, and I think Jorgensen was one that had been sliced up at one point with a, and blame the rim, uh, the, the disc brake on that. So that's one of his reasonings for saying that. Uh, and then Kaylee Fretz at the time was with Velenos. He tried to replicate some things, uh, maybe earlier than that with, you know, grinding up a shoe on there, it, it, but that's different. You, you can't just hold a shoe next to a spinning, um, rotating, uh, disc brake and, and have it actually mirror the actual situation on the road, which is, you know, slicing coming through you and, and, and impact and, and force that way as well. Not to mention the rotation, whatever, um, these things are out there and, um, you know, the riders are just going to have to keep dealing with it. Uh, the biggest problem though is probably the the riders aren't even doing wheel changes they're just doing full-on bike changes now so i don't know if that's better or worse for mechanics maybe slower but um it does inhibit when you get those mavic uh, you know motorbikes up there with just the wheels and you're going to see maybe some problems with perry robay if uh, all bike you know all, everything's like that and you're doing a bike change and you usually have guys on the side of the road eh, might be uh, might be the winner the lose for that speaking of uh, perry robay and possible Classics writer Quinn Simmons. He made a comment about uh, his saying, I'll just read this comment. Simmons said that he regretted responding to social media posts that were political ahead of the U.S. election last year. However, he said that he did not understand why using an emoji of a hand with black skin tone used by a white person online has been highlighted as a form of racism. When asked if he now, in hindsight, understands why he was upsetting was upsetting to people. Quinn Simmons said, "If I'm honest, no, not really. <laughs> I saw um, oh, what's his name? He's a former crit writer. He's about my age. He does master stuff. He's tatted up. He's uh, from the East Coast. There, he's I think he'd written for Smart Stop at one point. Um, he's like, hey, Quinn just still doesn't get it. And you know, look, I, it was what was interesting is Quinn's whole." Uh, breakdown here was maybe he's listened to the Between Two Wheels podcast because that was my everything he said there was my guess as to what happened. I said you know, it's the by Felicia, and then I also said it's probably one he just you know you use the last skin tone and you change different ones for your emojis. It's just kind of the one that pops up. So that maybe what he had been doing with friends, and that's you know that happens to me. And so and it's exactly what he said. Now he said he's scared to use any of them that change colors so he's uh he's he's a little worried there um do you buy quinn simmons answer um and should he say if i'm honest no i really don't get it um if in his mind and in his heart it was not meant at all to be racist okay remember this is an emoji white person to white person i know i got a lot of shit for this last time if that's the if that really is the case and that was his motivation and his intent do we then really rip on him for feeling like he was, you know, singled out and, and didn't really do anything wrong. I mean, if in his heart, he didn't do anything wrong and didn't mean anything by it, then is it your problem or is it his problem? So, you know, me, um, I say it's your problem. Anyway, I really don't care, uh, more on the lines of Quinn Simmons racing. And there was two races in France this weekend. And I think he got 10th in one there. So he's starting to look pretty good. Dude is young, powerful. Um, I also was really interested in his comments here, the whole thing kind of coming out. And I knew, man, I'm like, I don't know why you're even talking about this, Quinn. He's like, you know, look, I've learned. I'm not going to talk about And yet you're talking about it. So I'm just be like, don't even mention it. 
don't bring it up because the fact that you're not um, acquiescing, you didn't go through this whole purge trial and come out the other side, you know, like your mind had been changed, um, whether it was or not, but it didn't look like you had been cleansed enough by those people that hate you. Um, you're going to still get shit for it, which is exactly uh, what happened here. So maybe just stop talking about it. Tyler, how about you stop talking about it too? All right, we'll, we'll try that as well. All right, um, we'll catch up on some real qu quick things here. Tour of La Provence happened. Tour of Alps, Des Alps, or Havar happened. Uh, we'll go over real quick. Uh, La Provence was interesting. Ballerini, we saw him coming out good in, uh, spoiler, um, um, Omloop, Ompoop. Uh, but he also was, you know, showing his form here at the four days uh, racing in France. There, win stage one, win stage two. Sosa takes stage three on Mont Ventoux, destroys everyone up that uh, eight kilometers up to the chalet. And then uh, Bajas won over Ballerini. Ballerini was right tight there with Buhani as well of Bahrain victorious. So you're seeing Ballerini come good. And that's what you saw in France with the Tour of La Provence. Uh, we talked about the hot bar des alps race that was very interesting for a few things one it was a really climby and you saw a great battle there especially on the last day so bacamola comes out win stage one a little kick up to the finish we over greg by Navermont. madwa was up there mike woods in fourth stage two you come out mike woods ends up putting the hurt to everyone wins the stage over balka and narvez and gaudu then stage three you have uh, Mike Woods now setting himself up to take the overall win. But man, uh, we had talked about this with Rob where uh, the final finish was a big climb up there, but yet there was still about 15, 20K to the finish. And, you know, who knows how this is going to ride? Well, uh, as it came out, Mike Woods said he had had some teammates with some, uh, now he's with Israel, Startup Nation member this year. So I think Dan Martin and a few other ones had a little mechanical. So they weren't, they were chasing. The break got up the road. It was Brambila was up there and he was a threat to the overall as it turned out, Brambila ends up staying away. Tail Gagenhart, uh, Ben O'Connor, uh, there was another one, Millard, I think, uh, were bridging up to him. Mike, or they had been up there and, and he had broken away, but there were some bridging situations. And then Mike Woods was trying, I mean, he was definitely the strongest. Every time there was a climb, he was breaking away and then he had let the groups come back because he had so far to go. He couldn't just, you know, pound it out himself. It's kind of a time trial thing. And so in the end, and I even saw Molova doing work with Woods and his teammate was up the front, up the road. So that was a little odd to me. But as it turned out, he just missed it by a few seconds. I mean, just very nipple, nipple, <laughs> nipped, nip, nipped him on the line there. Three, three seconds, I think, that Mike Woods missed out on the overall. Um, otherwise, it was, uh, I mean, it was really for him to the take. And he did not uh, do that. But it, I don't know how disappointing necessarily that is because... Uh, well, I'm sure it is disappointing, right? But his team tried. He was very much the strongest one in the race. And um, as it came out, you know, he did what he could. And I think we're going to have good things to come for Mike Woods and Israel Startup Nation. They're already given a shot and, you know, trying to do some good things here. So this is the final, I think, GC we have. Brambila wins over Tail Gagenhart. No, that's the final stage here. Uh, GC goes to Brambila, then Mike Woods, Bacamolama, Rudy Millard, Ben O'Connor, David Gaudu for a solid weekend of racing there in France. I hope you got to see that. We did watch that. We did a little team camp. I don't know if you want to call it a camp, but we definitely uh, called it a camp out uh, past Plymouth, California, and did some great riding out there, and we were able to watch the races on GCM+. GCM+, a little bit of issues coming up. Uh, at least they've 
they had some this weekend trying to have coverage. Um, hot fire though. Enjoyed that race a lot. Uh, it was good to see. And I had uh, asked my friend Jonathan, who lived over there, about some of the racing. And he was uh, on Twitter. He was going back and forth with me, kind of giving me a breakdown about some of the climbs. Uh, a little bit of sticky climbs there. Uh, UAE tour. So we had the UAE tour, and um, I actually enjoyed more than I thought I would. And partly was because I had signed up for the GCN app. I have Flow Bikes. I have GCN. And between those two, I'm pretty much covered, uh, I think. And who knows what NBC is going to do this first year. But you come out there. We had talked about this. It was going to be a great race to see kind of a few things. One, how the sprinters were going to do. Um, two, how Sepkus uh, was going to do. I was interested in that. Also, you know, you had uh, Pogacar, team rides for Team UAE. This is a UAE tour. That was a big deal. Uh, Adam Yates back out there. Um, you had Matthew Vanderpoel. I was interested to see how he was going to go. Nilsson Palace was out there and Chris Froome. So in the end, though, day one really changed the, the overall dynamic of everything with a bunch of wind and crosswinds and some magical splits right away. And with that split, you only had a few GC guys up there. I think you had, well, I'll just count them off from what I see. Tade Pogachar, Adam Yates, Nilsson Palace, Yao Almeida, Chris Harper was up there. And you really didn't have much for anybody else. I mean, some of those other teams. And you had some sprinters up there in the day, too. You had Viviani, you had Gaviria, you had Matthew Vanderpool make that break. And they had enough, like a minute and a half gap. Next thing you know, they, those other teams aren't pulling it back, and that gap pushed out. Sepp Kuss misses the break, but his teammate Chris Harper was up there. I would have been really interested to see how it would have been overall on those climbs had Sepp really been in the mix because then he does what he does best and turns into a teammate. Anyway, come down to the sprint. And I would, I have some criticism for our buddy Palace uh, and the way he rode because look, you make this split, you're immediately, Huguita is not there. You are, um, Rubiero wasn't there. I don't know if he ran, was even out there. And you are the man. You are the man for your team for GC. And you can climb. You've been riding well this early spring. So everything's set up for you to kind of be the person for GC. And what do you do? You, about last 10K, you're chasing everything down. You know, the sprinters are in there. They're not going to let stuff necessarily go. Uh, you're chasing things down. You're trying to break off in the front yourself. Uh, Gaviria goes up the road. And then uh, as it is in the last 2K, um, there's just a little bit of a split and there's a sprint, obviously, and you should be saving yourself at least. Not, you're not going to win a sprint, Nilsson, but you got to make sure there's no gaps. There's gaps. There's a sec second gaps. I think Pogacar was actually up there in the top six, so he gets in that front group. Um, then there's another one. Chris Harper's in there, and then you're another three or six seconds back, you being Nilsson Palace. And in the end, that came back to Rue, uh, the, the demise, so to speak, uh, for Nilsson Palace for the overall, not really a demise, but just uh, allowed him to not quite move up one more spot. Uh, on that day, though, you had Matthew Vanderpoel winning in a sprint over uh, Viviani, Gaviria, and those uh, Morkov, Rikesi. Kyle Reinen was up there for Trek, and I thought maybe he would have a chance, but I think he wrecked like or, or flattered something right there in the last 1K, so it was a little bit of a problem. Uh, like I said, Nilsson Palace was super strong, but I think he wasted a few opportunities and efforts coming in there. Stage two. So then we have a time trial, and it's really that the whole region is interesting out there, the infrastructure that they put in. And there was a bit of a crash we saw. As a matter of fact, I'm going to play the video again right here. I started that with the open, but it, um, here we go. Antonio Tiberi. To finish with a time, another respectable time here Tiberi. for the 19 year olds uh, going to come over the oh, oh, What happened there? I have no idea. Goodness me. I have no idea. Fatigue, maybe. Um 
Well, and I watched that several times, and I was trying to figure out exactly what happened with him coming over the start finish, the, the finish line there on the time trial. Maybe when some people are like, was it a rear uh, triangle broke? What, you know, chain stays? Was it this flat tire? And you look at the bike, and I was looking at it later, and it was the way it was bouncing. It looks like the front tire didn't go flat. So I don't know, maybe wind or sand could have blown the tire out because it didn't look like his arms, they were in the position. It didn't look like he was reaching for anything really odd. And he ended up pulling out, you know, he did crash right over the line. So at least he got, he didn't mess his time up, but um, it's pretty disappointing for a young guy and really not the way you want to, um, you know, start things out either way though. Um, you had, let's take a look at the the individual time trial as, as predicted uh, Ghana ends up destroying everybody in the time trial. And he um, wins 14 seconds over uh, EF Education, Stefan Basiger, Mikkel Berg, Ted Apogachar in fourth place. Solid move by Ted. Eh? Uh, Sanchez, Jalomita in sixth place. That was really solid for him. Uh, Craddock was the top up there, American. But you did have Nilsson Palace coming in 31st place. Um, he was about 57 seconds off, so not too bad. Um, you had, I think, down in 80th or so was Sepp. And... Also wasn't very good, Chris Froome. So, bummer for him. But, you know, th those things happen. And uh, Chris Froome uh, tried a little bit better in the t in the uh, road race. Uh, he didn't have such a good deal on the first climb, but the second one, he did a little bit better. So, anyway, what was really interesting there, though, Matthew Vanderpoel ends up winning the first stage, so he's in the red jersey, I think they have it. Uh, but his whole team was basically left the race for stage. He didn't even get a contest uh, in the in the in his skin suit there uh, in the time trial due to the fact that the whole team was COVID kicked out. Now the whole team wasn't COVID positive. I think one or two riders were because Vanderpoel actually raced this weekend. So we saw him in, uh, I was a KBK yesterday, uh, but he was not able to finish the UAE race. The whole team came, was kicked out or left because uh, one or two riders were positive. Um, so they were sent home. Like I said, they had that nasty crash. Ghana won. And Pogachar took over the GC with an impressive fourth place in the time trial. And once again, that's him putting himself in position. So then you have the overall positioning here. Pogachar, Almeida, Matteo Cantanao from Decoyne Quickstep, Chris Harper, Adam Yates, Nielsen Palace. And, you know, this is obviously going to change again after the next stage. So go to stage three. Stage three was uh, actually climbing. Uh, Jafel Hafit or something like that. And you saw a, a great race between the two that you saw there last year. And what was really the, the only two competition uh, for this race this year as well, which is between Adam Yates and uh, Pogacar. But it started out with Sepp Kuss, five or so K to go. He kind of makes a move off the front. You see him dancing like he always does. The only two to go with him were Yates and Pogacar. He keeps kind of kicking. They're easily coming with him. Next thing you know, uh, Sepp is quite, quite on par with what they're doing, and Yates accelerates away. And um, then you see those two out the front. You see Sepp Kuss trying to chase him down. And behind you have Jaomita and the others uh, in tow of a little bit further back. Finally, Sepkus does what he is best at, which is he looks back and he sees Chris Harper is, or he's getting the call on the radio. Chris Harper is off the group with Nelson Palace, Higuita, Jaomita. And so with Chris Harper's overall general classification kind of in the risk there, he ends up dropping back, helps pacing him up to the group. And by the time they get to the finish for the stage three, uh, Chris Harper actually comes in over the line with Nelson Palace and the others. 
It's uh, Pagacha, though, ends up kicking past Adam Yates, gets the win. Higuita comes in third. Now, Higuita, should you have done what Nelson, um, what uh, Sepp Cuss did and, and not left your, your team uh, leader? Because he comes in, comes gets 48 seconds. He actually gets, a, I think, a bonus there. I'm not sure if they had any time bonuses, but he gets third. Higuita, that is. Nelson Palace down there, um, eighth place, loses six seconds to where Higuita was. Now, I know Aguita has a kick, and you can't just kick your teammate into gear, but maybe you help him so he's not losing places and you're not losing time. So Nilsson actually comes in um, you know, with Chris Harper. Actually, Chris Harper lost a little time that day, but maybe you could have helped him uh, move yourself up. So in the overall, you have, and, and I don't know what the team dynamics as far as the, the race uh, organizers are saying it, but look, uh, I mean, uh, team managers are saying there, but look, you had Sepkus did try to get the win. He obviously wasn't going to make it. He just immediately reverses his role, goes into playing for his teammate. Um, you got Pogacar, Yates, Amita, Chris Harper, Nielsen Palace, separated by two seconds on the podium, going into stage four. Stage four, uh, flat, sprinty, a little bit of wind. It was won by Bennett's uh, quick step over David Decker, who's kind of going to be coming impressive there for Jumbo, getting up there. And Ewan, uh, the road drifted a little bit to the left. Caleb, Caleb Ewan makes the kick to the right, the wrong way to go. Bennett easily scores that one up. Stage five, kind of repeat of stage two, sorry, three with the climb. This was up a longer climb. I mean, it was like 20K. Lutsenko's out front with Larry Barbas. They all get spit out except for Lusenko. He still continues up, has like a minute 20 up for most of the climb. You're thinking at some point they're going to bring this back. You've got... Ineos driving it on the front. Next thing you know, it's the same old thing where everyone is getting you know, pushed around and you've got the main 10, 15 plus riders there. Uh, and then the, the announcer said it was Chris Harper, but it wasn't, it was Vingegaard, who I don't know if you remember back in the this year's well, 2020 Velta, actually there was a stage, I think it was up to Angolou. He was on front for a long time, just drilling it away for that team, uh, Jumbo. And uh, now he finally got his due. He's able to, about the last, inside the last K, he kicked up hard. He ended up catching Lutsenko. He passes him, does another kick, almost runs into the barrier, trying to salute, and uh, comes across the line with the win. Very impressive. Behind him, though, Pogacar gives no um, no quarter to anybody. Doesn't let him get much and ends up coming in second with uh, Adam Yates. I think they had the same time. Then you get Haguita again, the best of the rest, with Yalmita. Nick Schultz, Sepp Kuss, um, and Chris Harper and Nilsson come in together. Once again, Aguita leaves Nilsson uh, in the lurch. Doesn't really give him much help. Stage six, got a sprint again. Uh, Bennett uh, repeats as Viviani gets second, Ackerman third, and then stage seven, the final one there. You know, Adam Yates actually took a crash, but he was able to get back in. Kind of the Peloton slowed down. There was some breaks in both of these with uh, some wind situation. Um, Pogacar actually gets a 10 second uh, penalty for getting pushed by his teammate, uh, Jan Plonk, I think, uh, the other the Slovenian. And uh, But Caleb Ewan gets a win over Sam Bennett, Phil Bauhaus, and Michael Morikov. And in the end, the GC stacked up quite nicely for Pogacar, Adam Yates, Yalomita, Chris Harper, um, Pal- Nelson Palace. Three seconds there between Palace and Chris Nelson for fourth and fifth. So if Palace gets fifth, that's very, um, very commendable. But what could have happened? Just a little bit of teamwork. I bet. I mean, I don't think you're going to get up to Yalomita. That's uh, 40 seconds. But you could get three seconds and put yourself over the top of Chris Harper. So you saw the teamwork of what Sepp Cust did there on stage three, dropping all the way back, 
through the Chase Group to Chris Harper, bringing him back up to the to the to the group that uh, Palace was in, and in the end, it saved him. I mean, that could have been enough to even put him down into uh, sixth place. So uh, the work that uh, I'm sure, money wise, it uh, might be a big difference in UCI points. Every little bit counts. And uh, maybe Higuita, stop uh, trying to get your own little glory. I don't know. Maybe the team was telling him to do so. I'm sure the team did great for Nelson Palace. Anyway, but I just thought that was uh, somewhat of an interesting development that you didn't really see um, talked about out there in the desert. What else do we have here? Um, we talked about the time penalty. Then this weekend we had two classic races. You had uh, Het, uh, News, Het Newsblatt, Omloop Het Newsblatt. One of those. There's a bunch of words in there. Omloop Het Newsblatt. That's the first classic. Uh, and it looked, uh, for the most part, uh, pretty good coming down to the finish. I, I, I was surprised it was going to be actually uh, as much of a, a bunch as that it was. There's enough pitches and climbs and teams are out, off the front chasing. And but next thing you know, it's actually, well, you had uh, it come down to uh, a sprint finish with about 15 guys. Maybe it was even more than that. Let me see. Get in here. Top 40. So it was around 40. Gianni Moscon was in there. He was really trying to make it. But uh, David Ballerini for uh, Dequan Quick Step easily, easily gets the win. Um, right in the mix there in the last one and a half or so, K, you had uh, Alexander Kristoff flat for Team UAE. I mean, he was looking pretty good, uh, great position to, you know, really help out and strike out, but no no chance for him. You had uh, Jake Stewart of Groupama FDJ. Seth Van Mark had a solid day all around. Um, I saw that uh, former world champion said that the whole team for Trek effed it up. We effed it up. Pedersen, he said that. Well, what does Pedersen do about that? If you're going to screw it up, what's the best thing to do? Well, the best thing to do is to not screw it up the next time you get a chance. And that's exactly what he had in store, which for the next day was Kern Brussels Kerna. And Pedersen ends up winning sprint finish over Anthony Turgier's Thomas Pidcock, third place there over Mateo Trenton. I mean, this guy, though, he was up there all day. He was in the breakaway with uh, Vanderpool. Uh, it looked very solid at one point, thinking that maybe they were going to go to the line, but the two group got caught back next thing you know he's still up there in the sprint dude is small you don't realize how small he is until he's next to like Pedersen and some of these other guys but um solid week for and you know great debut really for Pitcock we saw him at Des Alps wasn't that was interesting stage two um just to kind of refer back to the whole teams on the front and the announcers are talking about Pitcock you know the team's setting him up for this because they're British and you're watching on GCN they're a bunch of British uh, commentators, and they're all excited. And But you're like, he's a little far back. And then when the road starts to pitch, 5, 6K to go, um, he just pulls off. And then they're all confused. Well, did you really think with Sosa, uh, Narvez in there, that you were really going to – I don't think Sosa. Maybe it was Narvez. That you were really going to uh, be pulling for Pidcock in this case? Maybe, but, um, you know, didn't look like it was really. And so um, you, you didn't have – Indios did find itself, but I'll just kind of bring that out to Pidcock. Um, so such a young guy. He's getting thrown in the mix, and it's always cool to see what these guys are going to do. Speaking of which, uh, Remco, Evan Evenepoel, he's going to be going for the Giro. I think he's just kind of getting back into things, and it'll be interesting to see his fitness. All these young guys, Bernal, I think, is going for the Giro. So, you know, the more, the more we have, we split off all these different races and competition uh, always interesting to see where they're going. Okay, so ride of the week. First of all, um, I'm giving that to Brambila for winning Hot Var. Uh, very impressive, but also giving it to Mike Woods. He 
kept on the gas the whole time. Um, you know, every year he's he's getting some wins and impressively in the way he's doing it. He's a uh, the guy can climb. Um, you know, he's not getting any younger, but uh, it'll be interesting to see he and um, Dan Martin what that team can do. You know, they got Seth Van Mark, uh, some solid riders there for that team, and of course we know Chris Froome. Now, how did Chris Froome do out in the desert? He lost significant time on the first uh, climbing day, stage three, but stage five when they went up again. You saw him further up in the pack, further on. And I think he only lost two minutes. He said he really dug pretty deep to get there. So he's going to have to fight. But I, just looking at him, he does not look like the slim Chris Froome that we used to see in the tour. So perhaps he's got some work to do. You know, he's got children now. Uh, spent a lot of time in California uh, recently. Good food out here. If he's not, you know, really dieting <laughs> specific, maybe get back to the UK where the food kind of sucks and you don't have much choice. Uh, but um, it looked like to me he was just a little bit over. Uh, he wasn't um, um, emaciated. He didn't look like a Holocaust victim. So he needs to get back to that uh, teenage girl. I've got an eating disorder situation to really get into to form for the Tour de France. <clears throat> okay, so like I said, Brambila wins the hot var, and I can give him the ride of the week uh, along with Mike Woods. Um, you know, so, so back mailbag, we got a lot, like I said, a lot of good comments about the Rob Delto. I, once again, I want to appreciate, uh, tell him thank you for coming onto the show and, um, check his show out. Of course, if you, if you're interested in, in doing that and, um, maybe he's given you, I think he's on YouTube as well. He does a really good thing with, I know I see a lot of you guys out there uh, sharing his stuff or at least liking it on his Instagram page. So he's getting, getting some work out there as well. What do we have coming up? We have uh la sam saman demands i don't know what that that's trophia la guelia uh african continental championships you know gcn was doing kbk yesterday and you go to watch it and they're not streaming it was a big problem and then about the last 20k at least i was able to watch it on there and i know they were apologizing people were freaking out online and like and so you know you're like yes you pay 25 dollars really that's what i paid for the year subscription for gcn solid um, the app kind of bust out every once in a while like you're watching and all of a sudden it just like just kicks you out of the app and then you've got to start over from where you're at but uh it's decent it's solid right and i have no problem so you're paying 25 bucks i don't know what you're really complaining about just wait a little longer and watch it on replay that might be that might be the answer all right that's what we have quick quick work of week for that quick week of work i think we're gonna do uh, i think they were doing some racing yesterday in the U.S. Tri-Point, Crit. I know people are getting shit about uh, traveling different places. Hey, why not? You can be able to travel. You, they do it for the Super Bowl. do it for the Tour de France. Ride your bike. Stay outside. Stay healthy. And um, stay upright. That's, that's, that was my problem this week. And I think I'm... hope I'm coming around. You let me know. Send me some comments. Do you think I was a little off today? A little head injury? causing problems maybe sometimes that's how we like it take care everyone episode 225 in the books like the show share the show go to that youtube channel click subscribe there get our viewership up thank you everyone and all